Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to Running the 615 Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Jones. Today, we have a special episode for you. Episode 31 that you are currently listening to is the first time we have ever recorded an episode outside the city of Nashville. A few weeks ago, I traveled down to Chattanooga to Fast Break Athletics and sat down with today's guest, Alan Outlaw. I have known Alan since I started working for Brooks 10 years ago. He is the owner and operator of Fast Break Athletics in Chattanooga that happens to be one of the most tenured specialty running stores in the Southeast. If you ever meet someone who has the last name Outlaw, then chances are they are going to be legendary. Alan Outlaw certainly is that, and he even talks a little bit about the Outlaw name in this episode. We cover a lot in this episode. We talk about running. We talk about being a store owner and the destiny that was involved in that. We talk about music. We talk about Chattanooga. And I think we even talk a little bit about Alan's epic hair. One thing we spend a lot of time on in this episode is talking about a big race that's coming up in a few weeks called the Chattanooga Chase. The Chase is an awesome race that has been around for over 50 years in Tennessee. It is held every year on Memorial Day in the heart of Chattanooga. The Chase has a five-mile race and a one-mile race each year, and this year they have a special charity they are partnering with called Siskin Children's Institute that we talk a lot about in this episode. I have run in the Chattanooga Chase before, and it is the ultimate race day experience. Everything about the race is fun and exciting to be a part of, and I hope that lots of you out there listening will be a part of the chase this year. I've wanted to interview Alan for a long time, and this year's Chattanooga Chase coming up presented a great opportunity for us to sit down and chat. Alan is witty, reflective, thoughtful, passionate, and a Samaritan all in one. He is a fan of 80s music, random movie quotes, and also playing the air guitar. Here we go, everyone. Episode 31, the first running the 423 podcast, if you will. A guy who's a running store owner, a race director, a husband, a father, a friend, and a super cool guy who truly lives up to his super cool name, The Allen Outlaw. Welcome back to Running the 615. This is episode 31, and it is actually going to go under the name of Running the 423, as I'm currently in Chattanooga, Tennessee, at Fast Break Athletics with my friend, Alan Outlaw. Alan, it's great to see you today. Drew, uh, I, I couldn't be happier that you're here. Thanks for coming down. This is fun. We've talked about this more than once. As I just told you a few minutes ago, this is the first time we've recorded this podcast outside of the 615 area code. So this is the first, but uh, excited, man. Excited to be here with you, interview you, and, and just talk about some things in your life and some things that are coming up with your store, Fast Break Athletics. Let's first start, as we always do, just our intro question about running. That's what this podcast is and about. Tell me about how running first became a part of your life well i just wanted to smash everybody in life so i just decided i would i would start no no that's not true uh <laughs> you know the presidential award uh at you know the, the presidential um presidential fit, games no not the presidential games, presidential the, fitness the fitness award uh that you get when you're in, in middle in elementary school you right. do this this physical john f kennedy you, start, yeah, th- yeah that's yeah. right yeah so that was the first time i'd ever uh you know ran more than you know in, in, in baseball or basketball or something like that so that was real fun uh doing that running in fifth grade and running a sub six minute mile thought that oh this is great and 
Uh, and then when I got the, the chance to run my first road race, which was actually here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is a Provident Heart Run in 1992. I think I was 11 years old or 12. Let's do the math. Maybe I was 14. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty we'll go good. It might have been 1990. Okay. So it's 11 or 12. Uh, and it was a two mile road race. And, you know, that was amazing because I saw people wearing short shorts and sm- that smelled weird. And, you know, and you're, uh, you know, a half pint compared to these guys and, and ladies that are out there running really fast. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a run that started across the Walnut Street Bridge here in Chattanooga. Uh, at, at, at Unum Provident and you went out and back for two miles and it was just the first time I'd ever done anything like that and it was I was it was I was elated I got second place in the race overall and I thought oh this is cool and I got this really cool coffee mug uh, and you know that was that was probably the introduction that was the first time I'd ever ever run more than a mile and it was pretty awesome yeah so that i mean literally your first taste in it you would obviously run before as a kid in sports but that was actually your first race participation young guy running in this race and you got second out of the entire field so that had to be like wow this is not only super fun but uh i'm clearly uh good at this yeah all 17 people in the race so it was was really (laughs) you beat 16 of them (laughs) yeah that's right it was awesome. You didn't even need to mention that, but no, that's so cool. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, that didn't matter, you know, to me. Uh, and there's a there's a there's more of a story up behind that particular race uh, that that comes back that that's um, that is a, a theme, uh, you know, that um, th- th- there are people that I saw then when I was 11, 12 years old that that are still in my life today that I never would have thought would be. Right. And, and and that's the connectivity piece of it that is really kind of inspiring and um, strange and not coincidental. It's, it just has something to do with kind of where you're supposed to be. Um, real, real quick story about that race. Um, I have to tell it. I don't know why. I just feel compelled to. Please. There was a guy on the start line. I, and I remember just seeing legs and short shorts and shoes, right? And there was a guy with a weird tattoo uh, on his leg. It was a tattoo of a road runner, right? Like a little, like a fast whatever. Yeah. I remember seeing it. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then, I don't know, I might have been years later, four or five years later, I was in high school when I was, I did the did this other road race here in town called the Missionary Ridge Road Race. It's the third oldest road race in Chattanooga history. And uh, I saw this guy in a tattoo again, same guy, same dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, I'm like, that's weird. The tattoo, that guy. Uh, and then maybe four or five years later, I'm in my twenties. I'm at start line and I didn't do races very often in those, in those days. It wasn't, you know, there was just more competition at school than road races. And then I see this dude again. I'm like, wow. And then fast forward, uh, 10, 15 years later, when I first started to work at fast break, I was on the sales floor hanging out part-time and this guy comes in and uh, Joey introduces me to him. Joey is our, we call him the manual. He's worked here for 40 plus years. Joey's Joey's amazing. Yeah. Joey's like, Hey Alan, this is old Nick Horner camp. A long time track club runner, blah, blah, blah. This guy's like 70 years old. So I sit down with him and I'm talking to him and he, (laughs) he lifts up his, his uh, pant leg to tie a shoe. And I see that damn tattoo on him. And wow. I'm like, 
this guy, this guy that I never thought I was ever going to bump into ever again in my life, 20 years later, sitting, you know, in, you know, I'm sitting on a stool tying a shoe and I realized that he, he's, he, he had an imprint on me, uh, and was, was, a was the reason was one of the, the first reasons, uh, that I, you know, I kind of had a, had a good impression of running, you know, yeah. about, of kind of what it was and short shorts and running shoes and crazy hair and, you know, disgusting, sweaty clothes. You know, this guy smelled <laughs> Exactly smelled like a runner. Smelled exactly he, like I remembered him. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. I mean that that you know really seems like uh, destiny has uh, has certainly played a played a role in it. You uh, so you started then, like that's how running started going. What was high school and college for for running for you? I know you were competitive, and clearly that that first race when you were eleven was the first domino. But you know how did how would how do you remember your your high school and your in your college running? Yeah, uh, I wished I could remember more of it. Uh, in high school, um, I wasn't you know middle school. My uh, my basketball coach said, "Hey, you need to come and run cross country to get in shape for basketball." Because I got cut from the baseball team, so he's like, "You you need to come out and uh, and run." Cause I'd always played baseball, basketball, football, not, you know, not really running. Right. Uh, so middle school, the, the basketball coach says, Hey, you should come run cross country. So I, I, I came and ran cross country. I was pretty good at it. I wasn't going to run in high school. I, I wanted to focus on basketball cause I was a hooper. I, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, all five foot 10, you know, 127 pounds. I was a force to be reckoned. built for it. I was no built, I was built it. for speed. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, and I was like, I'm never running again because that was, it's hard. You know, this is, so I, you know, you don't have time to reflect on all this. It's your, your, you know, you're 14 years old in high school and I'm not going to run. So first day of cross country practice, uh, my freshman year, I'm like, I'm not going to that. I'm never running again. So I'm just going to go to the basketball gym. A couple days into, into that, I, I was kind of idle after school. Didn't, didn't really want to didn't didn't know what to do there was nothing there's no other sport going on everyone else is, is participating in a sport so i humbly went to the cross-country coach and said do you mind if i show up and you know hang out and run with you guys and he, he was more than happy to have me back and um you know ran all the, you know ran all the way through high school uh wasn't really a, a i didn't run in, didn't run in college so not not a particularly stellar uh runner through high school or any of that it was just something that uh it was uh, an outlet to be competitive uh it was it was something to get the wiggles out yeah um but you know you know it was it was i was marginally successful at it but not you know terribly successful. well yeah. yeah but when you you first race you you finished you finished well and then would you participate in in road races kind of off and on you said you know when you when you saw your uh the roadrunner guy that it hadn't been yet and run a ton of races in but it just seemed like he was at the ones you were running at but that was just it was every now and then yeah, it that, wasn't it, like it, it was wasn't just, like you know three or four times a year you were just more like okay i'll run this race this time yeah it turns out in order to be really good at running you have to run consistently <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know I really wouldn't show up uh, for any of that stuff uh, unless I was, you know, unless uh, you know I was fitter. Um, didn't really have the kind of coaching that they have today. Uh, with the, you know, a lot. Of, you know, my son's coaches and a lot of the young guys and girls now have the benefit of 
of of living in a world where you know we, we get instant gratification instant knowledge of what other people are doing all across the country uh you know coaching's better footwear's better surfaces are better uh, they learned you know they can recover and rest and you know in, in those days I was just an athlete that worked out with the football team and with the basketball team and I would go out and also run. So right. there wasn't a, a ton of training that kind of went in four or five days a week max. I didn't know people ran every day. Science and technology both have come a long way uh, in, in running. Um, uh, you know, other sports, of course, as well. I mean, golf is more, you know, uh, fitness based than ever before. And it certainly wasn't that way, you know, yeah, what do you mean? John ago. Daly is a is a is a is a king. What you've you got John Daly and you've got Tiger Woods, both both talented, but certainly on opposite ends. Um, so running since that first race, though, would you say is is remained though? Running has been a big part of your life and stay that. Is there is there a part of running that you feel has like you know is there is there certain aspects to running that have kept you involved in it for now 30 plus years yeah the the really interesting part about that was after high school uh i thought oh man i'll just go run in college they'll just be knocking on my door right. you know they'll you know i was an okay runner so like i'm surely they'll be offering me scholarships or something never happened so so i never ran again and you know, i went from 18 to 30 and barely ran a step again yeah right uh all along though you know, I, I had in my, the back of my mind, I'm, a, you know, I'm a runner, right? It's kind of like, um, you know, people say this all the time, man, if I would run more, I'd be a runner. And then you got, then you got the other person that says, well, I know I'm a, I'm a runner, right? So I never thought I wasn't a runner, even though I didn't run a step for a dozen years. Yeah. It's kind of like smokers. They say, you know, <laughs> uh, Hey, can I, can I, you want a cigarette? And like, no, I'm trying to quit. And then, you know, Alfred to somebody else that says, um, uh, you want a cigarette? You know, no, I don't smoke. Right. So I always associated myself as a runner, even though I I, I didn't run. So, I, so my son, uh, who is seventeen, when he was about two and a half, three years old, uh, I decided I was going to start jogging again uh, because I was I had an unhealthy lifestyle. I was a store manager at the Home Depot, uh, and I was about one hundred and ninety pounds and chewed a pack of Red Man a week and didn't have a particularly healthy lifestyle. So I'm like, I really need to, you know, need to be around for these guys. And so I, I quit my job at, at the home Depot because it was a, a really, you know, 80 hours a week, lots of different scheduling. It was never home was overweight. So I started jogging again about 30, 29, 30. So, um, you know, that was about the time where I picked, you know, when I, when I picked it back up and it was, uh, again, just just as I kind of remembered, I romanticized, romanticized about it over the years. Like I'm still a runner, never was not a runner. And then I found out like a lot more about running that I never knew before, and it was just this entirely new uh, um, thing I could, you know, that was a basically more like a metaphor for my for life as opposed to just something you did. And yeah. Um, Man, it was it really changed it really changed things for me, right? My, my whole outlook it was a it was a way to manage stress. It was a way to lose a little bit of weight, and oh by the way, uh, it's a way to be competitive and get better, mm-hmm. you know. And that was the beginning of what I started to realize that I had uh, f- 
had not gained earlier in my life was the an understanding about like what it could do on a lot of different levels you know and you know, running so. running helps a lot more than just running if, if you run more you inherently become a better runner uh that's one of the neat things about it we um mark miller who was guest number two on running the 615 he, he told me one time he said one of you know one of the cool things about running is if you if you run more just by doing it more, your body naturally becomes more efficient at it. Your gait gets a little bit more runner friendly, but it sounds like when running came back to your life, it came back to it for more than just that, certainly more than the the running part. And we'll, we'll talk about all that has happened since then because of running, but it's, it's neat that you came back to it for multiple reasons and found, you know, multiple, uh, benefits to it that, you know, at, at 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, if I would not have done that, if, if, if I would not have decided to make that change to put my family, you know, at the time, put my family first, what I thought I was doing by being present, uh, not working as, you know, not working the kind of schedule I was working, um, being able to, you know, have something in common with my, with my, my son, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking is it is, sure. it is, there's a lot of serendipitous moments that along the way that, that puts us in front of each other this morning. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, um, yeah, thinking about it and like, I thought this was going to be a really fun, hilarious conversation. But when I start really thinking about it, um, you know, it, it, it has provided everything up until this point. It was a, it was a turning point for me and it's provided everything since. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's just a, it's a neat story uh, for sure. And what let's let's segue into that. We are we are sitting in your office, Fast Break Athletics in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You are owner operator. Um, how did you get from working here, being a part of this store, to now owner operator and in a super neat location that you found and it's it's a beautiful store I, I love it i mean it's 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 still what i would label relatively new as far as a new location for fast break but uh it's it's a really pretty running store and a, and a cool story that you you know have created where we're where we're currently sitting yeah uh, well thank you that's that means a lot it's it's been um you know i think when you know everybody's got a different story about how they got into the run specialty um uh, you know a lot of time you know in the mid to mid 2000 early 2000s 2005 2006 there was a lot of a lot of folks that got into the business because they love running and they thought you know or it's just like you know if you 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 buy a guitar shop because you like guitars or you you whatever you know whatever it is and there's a lot of folks that bought into the run specialty uh, business about that time i was not one of those right i'm 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 um it, it didn't it didn't happen that way for me so as i mentioned um about 2008 2009 I, I quit my job at the home depot and i was working as a independent contractor as i just i was doing light remodeling and, and construction right <laughs> trying to kind of figure it out right and then kind of the recession hit so i started running more had more time on my hands you know it was a it was a it was a interesting time and um I started uh, coming to the speed workouts here at Fast Break uh, that Joey had put on on Thursday every Thursday night. And Fast Break at the time was located one, two, three, four spots, four moves away from where we are now, right yep. on, on Tremont Street, that historic spot where you know there's a there's a whole long, longer story about the, the genesis of that. But 
I, I started coming and hanging out with the guys in the running running community, right, and, and started running more and realized that people run five, six, seven days a week. People run 40, 50, 60, 70 miles a week and started doing that. And I started uh, seeing how – I started going to races. I started uh, interacting with the Chattanooga Track Club. I started um, – you know, getting faster, improving, you know, all those kind of really fun things and um, established a, a customer slash fan slash, um, I don't know, idolization was, I guess, with the, with our local, my, my local running store, which is Fast Break. It, uh, when I was a child, when I was a child, when I was a, in high school, we would get our running shoes from Fast Break. And so it had this, this nostalgic kind of, kind of feel about it. So, now I was kind of jogging and running and training with the guys, Michael and Joey and uh, Andrew Dorn, who now is at a as works at the competitor down the road. These guys really like introduced me to what what real running was. It, that's what I thought. You know, this is what this is training. This is getting better. And um, did my first marathon and uh it, it was just i was just hooked on the competitive aspect of it and how how much better could i get you know right you were engulfed in it i was just yeah, yeah. You, you know you, you know you you see it happen all the time with people they just get in and um you know grateful that um, that's not where i am anymore with it because it, it's it's it can be consuming and it can be uh selfish you know um uh, but i think that's where a lot of people kind of start with it um but the way I came to work at the store was a very, very, again, just, you can't make it up. It's just the craziest thing. Um, I, we had a, a little team that, uh, we were going around, uh, to like local, uh, regional road races. We went to, uh, Louisville's mini marathon, the Kentucky Derby. We went to do a, did a 10 mile around town and there was a race called, there is a race called, uh, crazy eights. It's in, Louisville, no, Kentucky. No, it's in uh, Johnson City. Oh, uh, sorry, no, East Tennessee. Yeah, right, right. Yep. And it, at the time, it was built the, the world's fastest eight k, and uh, I think it's still it's it's a very fast. And there was a lot of it's where you it's where you would want to go if you were going to see a lot of fast runners. So I was going to do this race with uh, a couple of the the guys on our on our fast break race team, and I was out on an eleven mile run one morning with some buddies. And, um, something just crazy happened. I, I finished the run and I came home. I don't know if I've told you the story or not. Um, but I, I, I came home and it's like 5am. My wife and child are asleep and, you know, I'm, you know, going to make some coffee and take a shower and, you know, get ready for the day. And I had walked through the kitchen in our, in our home barefoot with a, a towel on, right. You know, because I'm going, headed towards the bathroom and I, uh, and I see, this uh, kitchen appliance is a food processor laid out that was drying and it needed to be put away. So I kind of hastily go over to it and grab all the components and going to, going to put it away. And, uh, the really sharp serrated blade, I bobbled it and it dropped on my foot. Yikes. And, uh, severed, uh, extensor tendon hallius on my, on my left foot and, you know, put me out of commission all together had to have a major surgery on my foot because uh, it just completely the tendon rolled up and it was gone and I'm like oh man you know and at the time work wasn't going so great it was 2008 or 9 or 10 or something like that 2009 
yeah, 2000, late 2009, um, the economy kind of, kind of gone poorly and remodeling wasn't going great. And I was doing more running than working. And, you know, my identity kind of had, you know, had, had transformed into, you know, just running all the time. You know, you're, you're not facing up to what you need to be doing. You're not working where you, you're not, you're not doing what you need to do. Right. And I was doing a lot more running than I was facing the facts of life. Anyway, the food processor <laughs> falls on my foot, disables me from running, disables me from working. Yeah. Screwed. <laughs> I'm feeling sorry for myself about three days later. I got a big cast on my foot. I'm, you know, I'm just thinking, yeah, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm eating a hot dog in my kitchen, <laughs> <laughs> cheese on it and mustard and feeling really sorry for myself. And uh, there's a knock on my back door. And, uh, and I've mentioned the angel already, Joey Howell, a couple of times uh, yeah. and it was Joey and it turned out his best friend lived behind us in an alley and he He's had coming to say hello. He was coming to say hello. He said, check on me. He, you know, they'd heard I'd had an injury and, and they had just had a, an opening at the store and they had somebody quit and they needed, and he knew that I needed to, to work because I basically jobless because I couldn't, I couldn't work disabled for a little bit. And would you like to come down and sit on a stool? You love running, you love shoes. Uh, you know, you've got a, an extensive retail background with Home Depot and, you know, and I had, I'd helped them kind of do some remodeling on their store and built their store out. Right. And, uh, I did. And I stayed for three months until the cast came off and, Boy, I was hooked at that point. So, stayed a year, and then here we are. Yeah, Joey to the rescue. Joey, how, how, how? Rumor spreading round. Yeah, that's awesome. So there's there's a lot of things about the running community. Uh, there's a lot of things about running stores and 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 your staff and your friends and and be around it. Um, there is also you know, the component to, to when you own a running store or work at a running store, it's, it's very similar to like being a, a pro at a, at a golf club where you are doing a lot to set up running for other people. Uh, it's a selfless job and you, you, you do a lot really to make running happen for others. Um, I, I love that about the running community. I love that inherently it does feel like running always feels like a we thing when, when you're around it. What's some of your favorite parts about being a running store owner and about being as involved as you are in, in, you know, your town Chattanooga and the races that happen here in this store? Like what's, what's some of your highlights of it? Yeah. I mean, so that was the transformative piece that, uh, that I didn't expect, right? So um, I, I mentioned earlier that in 2005, six, the people were opening running stores because they thought it was cool, or you know, it was this, this thing. There were runners that just wanted to hang out and in the run culture, you know. And initially, you know, I thought that that would be a, you know, would be a, a reason. Uh, it turns out, um, our store w- was about to be acquired by a, uh, another larger conglomerate. And when we found out about it, I was like, ah, you know, give us the opportunity to, to, to step in and, and keep it local, you keep, know, keep it your own, keep it our own. And, you know, I had these illusions of grandeur, you know, as far as that's concerned, like what it would be like to, you know, oh, it's, it's going to be really great to be that running, running store owner nerd guy that gets to 
geek out with all the runners, you know, and all that. And, and, you know, if you've ever spent any real time in a run specialty shop, you know that you're just not flooded with runners every day. You're, fr- you're flooded with um, people curious, people with issues, uh, people that are curious about what's going on with their bodies. Uh, people are in pain, uh, whether the runners or not, working professionals, doctors, patients, or our primary care. We give care to pro- primarily give care to those folks, runners as well. Um, and spending a lot of time, a lot, having a lot, getting a lot of reps, a lot. And we talk about it all the time, how much experience we have in the store, or how many years of experience, but then we really start talking about how many, how many people we've sat with and fitted, right? How many shoes have I pulled in my 13 year career? How many shoes have Joey pulled in 45 years? Right. Michael and all that. That's a you're, lot of pulls. You're doing a lot to help. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like so, most people that come here have some degree of help that they're looking for. Right. So you, you start seeing common things, right? Common things being common. And then it's, then, then things start to change. It's really not about, it is about running for sure, but it's about helping folks and, and like, what's the best way you can't correct anything. You can't help anything until you connect with them. Right. Sure. You know, you know, the old, whatever, you know, connect correct cannot right so you, you, yeah. there's no way to to help anybody into it so the relational aspect of of the of the community became really interesting and really fun and really fulfilling and then i knew that i'd found where i needed to be right, right. uh that was amazing that's it yeah i mean like that's that's one of your highlights of of being uh the store owner of fast break and getting into this community like you did and staying here and being a part yeah. of it the fulfillment is is the helping others and seeing what you know people do with either running or do with a healthier lifestyle and you yeah. you get to you know to some extent be on the sidelines with them yeah. and, and see it happen right so 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 i, I guess that's really it. it's like it at you know at 33 4 or 5 years old finding a little finding a different meaning for your life finding maybe the meaning for now in your life when it, and it's it's like it, it just changed and went from 1.0 to 1.5 and then 1.5 to 2.0 it's that moment where you're like oh man this isn't what i thought it was going to be this is way better this is way deeper uh now what right? right well you know all right now we're we're surviving right we're 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 going through the the struggles of of uh you know acquiring a business figuring out how to run the business you know how do we want to run it what you know not getting too far away from what from you know from uh from our from our roots and then what can you know how can we really help how can we get out into the community and you know um help out and the first chance we got to do that was about eight years ago with the chattanooga track club came and said hey would you like to help us with the chattanooga chase right. a little bit more yeah you know because we'd always sponsored the chattanooga chase which is the state's oldest road race we'll as we'll get into that For whenever sure. yeah tell, no let's 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 chill about that i want to make sure that that's that's no the chattanooga chase on memorial day is the oldest road race in the state of Tennessee as in it has been around the longest. That's right. And yep. cons- consecutively run. Um, it's been around the longest. What was the first year? 1968. However, there's, there's a, there's a lot of information. Uh, we, we get, we were privy to, we get a lot of newspaper articles that people, um, bring in that have been collecting over the years. And right. we, we've got a large stash of history that we kind of pilfer through and we found some, some 
evidence that the race could potentially be uh, much older than that. They, 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 uh, the, the race has always been known as the, the, the chase five miler, but it, it had different courses along the years. And I think we've got to date it back to about 1924, but there's no, there's no real, uh, there's no real uh, records of like that we found just yet, but there's some references and articles, you know, there's a reference in an article from a paper in 1944 that the race was 25 years old at that point. Wow. And we just recently discovered that. So the Chattanooga Track Club was established in 1969, and the Chattanooga Chase was the was the was was the granddaddy race. It was the one that that, that they kind of uh, started, kicked it all off with. So it was a five mile race. Uh, it was it was over on Amnacola Highway in a different place than it is now. And a couple years later, they moved it to its, its current location, which has been there for. 53 years to your knowledge it's always been a five mile race yeah right and has it always been on memorial day no it has not <clears throat> always been on memorial day the um it was derby day for the longest time it was the first the start of may yeah 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 so for the longest time and then you know as 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 the, as volunteer organizations like the track club like track clubs go you know you have administrations come and go you have volunteers come and go you know uh people and you know um there was a certain time, I guess it was in the nineties that it was easier to do it on Memorial day weekend. It was easier to, you know, to have the, have certain aspects of the race kind of augmented, you know, changed. So, um, where, where it is now, where the race starts and finishes now has been there for, for how long that, that you know of? Yeah. 53 years. Okay. So yeah, this will be the 56th running of the, of the race. Um, and this has been there for about 53 years. It's over in Riverview. It's uh, right. at the time when the Chattanooga Track Club uh, was, was first uh, coming to be, um, a lot of the um, um, early members lived over in Riverview. It was a yeah. place where like a lot of attorneys and doctors and, you know, um, bank owners, you know, they bank presidents, they lived over in Riverview and that was their stomping ground. Turns out it happens to be a beautiful place to run. Yeah. So, so I've run in one Chattanooga chase per your, uh, encouragement. Um, and 2019, a, that's right. It's, uh, I, I loved the shirt Royal blue with the, with the white wing foot. I was excited to get that. Um, it is a super fun race day experience. Like all of it, the race of course itself is fun. It's difficult. There's, there's a couple really challenging parts in that five mile course, but just the day of it is fun and the just the buzz around it and so forth you've added other things and do it too not you you have in previous years had a one mile race and now this year you're going to have two one mile races that go along with it talk talk a little bit about just this year's chattanooga chase and, and some things you're doing okay yeah so the, so to back up just a, a, a hair when we fast break always has always sponsored Chattanooga track club races, right? Right. Meaning whatever they need from a volunteer standpoint to, you know, in-kind donations, cash donations, whatever we can possibly be, uh, we can do at the time. And so we've always been a big fan of the Chattanooga. We'd always a big fan of Chattanooga. So we'd always support the awards for the race every year. Right. And then, uh, goodness, uh, the 49th running of it, um, the, the club members came to the store one day after work and said, Allen and fast break would you guys you know the the race is about to go kaputs it's we had 150 people do the race last year we don't have a race director anymore and we know it's one of it's a race you guys have always sponsored could you consider 
helping us out. And I'm like, well, we don't know how to do that. We don't really know how to race direct. We just, we just go to the party. We don't throw the party. We've been on the sponsor side, yeah. not, not the, yeah. not the race director side. Right? They're like, you know, and they're like, basically, well, we're here for you. We'll, we'll support you in any way, you, you know? And I said, well, I don't know what to do, but kind of do it my way, whatever that, whatever that looks like. And we just have liberty to do it our way. And I'm like, yeah, sure. What do you want to do different? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, starters because um, the course had, had been changed a little bit over the years it had been shortened due to like ease of you know you know a couple things to make, make it easier for um, logistics to happen and the, and the race had shrunk down you know in the early 80s the race had you know a thousand a thousand folks would show up over there and um, in Riverview and now it had gotten down to about 150 people so they had done anything they possibly could do to make it easy Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, we're putting the course back to the original course. I'm going to find out exactly what that looks like. And we're going to certify it. Uh, we're going to invite, uh, you know, local businesses to come out and hang out with us. And we're going to feed people and we're going to give people some beverages. And we're going to create uh, a, a, an environment uh, that is conducive to that that race line, that memory that I had of the Provident Heart Run and 1990 with the roadrunner guy right? Right, right like in my mind i've always thought i've had this nostalgic you know version of what you know races look like so i'm like here's my first here's, here's our chance to try it out yeah and i didn't know what to expect so the first year uh we, we got to dive back into it found the old logo found some old footage and told the story of the race and we had over 500 folks show up the first year that we, you know, that we, that we got back Your with first it. crack at it. First crack at it. Yeah. And, and I did not expect that it was, it was five times, you know, what it was. Right. And it was, it was, you know, a learning experience and stressful and all the things because it's like you've gathered these folks together and you're responsible for their safety. Yeah. <laughs> and you're responsible for them having a good time and. Me. As we've discussed in running the 615, there is when you actually show up at a race and run in it and then finish and hang around for a bit and leave, not a lot of people recognize everything that goes in to get it to where runners can run on a course where the no traffic and and just to, for it to happen. Like there's a lot of logistics. Yeah. And, and you know, that, and luckily, you know, the Chattanooga track club, they're great. The volunteers are great. They, they've been doing, doing it for a long time. So they were really great to support. Uh, we support each other very well and, and worked well together. So like, you want to do it again? So we, so we've done it, you know, subsequent years in a row. Now we're, we're, we've got grown into a critical mass of, of, of about a thousand folks. There's two events. There's a 8k and a one mile, as you mentioned. Right. And this year, um, funny story. I, you know, as a, in, you know, being in a running shop, uh, and a part of the chatting, a track club, I, I get people ask, ask me all the time, Hey, we want to, we want to do a fundraiser for so-and-so, so-and-so for little, right. for little Johnny's this or this or that. And we want to put a 5k on because I think that people just think that it's just, it's, right. you're just flush with, with donations and cash. And, and I always try to, uh, encourage folks to think about that a little harder and, and to not assume that it's just this thing that you're just, you know, it's, it's there's a lot that goes into it. So anytime somebody asks me, I, I, I basically encourage them not to do it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a rough. I'm really glad you came to yeah, me with that. And it's not and a bad, let me tell you why idea. it's not a good idea. <laughs> it, the, the, this past year was interesting. I had a, a gentleman from Siskin Institute, which is a children's institute here in town who specializes in care for children that uh, special needs children. Uh, he wanted to have a meeting and, and ask some questions about what it might take to put a 5K on. And so standard me, you know, said the same discouraging things to him, trying to get him to go go away. You don't want to do this. It's a bad idea kind of deal. And I, and I, the advice that I gave him was, Hey, why don't you find somebody that you can partner with charity partner with someone do that. That's better for you. Find another race that is pre-existing that you can help out with and go that route. Now go on, go, go on your way. <laughs> Scurry along. Scurry along, sir. <laughs> And then and this kudos guy, to this guy this, for this guy's, flipping the script on you. This guy's yeah. so this guy's amazing. His name's Shannon York uh, with Siskin, um, and he does all of their marketing and fundraising. And he he calls me back a week later and is like wants to ask a few more questions. And he and he just says, "Hey, would you ever consider partnering with us and letting us be your charity spot partner for the Chattanooga Chase?" And I'm like, "Oh." you know touche yeah, yeah nice mr york uh <laughs> but you know seriously like put your money where your mouth is like does this is this right is this is that the right advice i've been giving these people all these years well let's find you know so we're like let's find out plus it's an amazing cause plus it's a great way to get more people uh to expand the the demographic to expand the um to 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 kind of bring a little bit more chattanooga together so right. Uh, we agreed to take the mile race that we have and, and, and call it the extra mile for Siskin, right? So, and we needed to do it anyway. We needed to have another heat of the mile because it had gotten so thick and full. We were having people trip over each other at the start line and right. logistically we needed to have a second heat of it. So right there, the the five mile 8K is first. Uh-huh. That is at what time? Seven? Eight, it's 8 a.m. 8 a.m. is one that is... 7 Central. 7 Central. That's why I went there. Good call. Um, 8 a.m. is the five-miler. And then typically after that is when you'd have the one-mile race. Now you're having two heats of the one-mile yeah. race. And those start... Start at 10 o'clock, okay. right? So we, we yeah. typically, you know, if you in with the 8K... You, you you know with walkers and joggers uh, walkers and dogs and strollers you know we we give people about you know it's usually an hour and 45 minutes is about the the length that's that's that the last participants of the 8k come through right. uh then at 10 a.m we will run the first heat of uh the siskin extra mile for siskin which will that will be more like the um paces that are eight minutes and above uh strollers joggers um, you know, um, walkers. Right. We have a lady that named Lillian Ashley that comes every year that sets a state age group record. She's 98 years old awesome. and she rocks yeah. a 21 minute mile, yeah. uh, with a, with a stro um, walker with a walker and it is amazing and, and previous to that uh she's passed away now but jane enzyme uh she, she was her competition and they they would you know oh, every year there's just there's, there's an there's just an amazing amount of of variety and community that show well, up storylines yeah there's a yeah. ton of them it's a it's it's pretty fun so this year we're so we're partnering with siskin uh to do that and uh, so what, what we agreed with to, agreed with Siskin to do is for those guys to activate the park. This is the park, the Riverview Park, with a kid-friendly zone. So we'll have a couple of zones. We've got an, 
a block party area where local food, uh, beverage, and entertainment will be rocking and rolling. And then we've got the inside of the park where there'll be a, a kid-friendly zone where there'll be f- some bouncy houses and face painting and things like that that Siskin, Siskin is going to uh, optimize and activate. So we're really excited to partner with those guys. Uh, we've got a, a real live band yes. going to be there this year, Jaguar Shark. Okay, yeah. So, Love uh, it. Yeah, uh, I might have went to the rehearsal this week. Uh, maybe <laughs> big time. Yep. So, and then you, after the Siskin Mile, you will have uh, the the one mile race where people are getting after it. It's going going hard and fast and and competing. And there's also a prize in that mile race for the top fifty finishers. Correct? Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's one it's one one mile race, but there are two heats of it, right? So there gotcha. so there you go. Um, it was something we, we established early on when we took the race back over was we, we do a, a top 50. Um, you get you get a special shirt if you're in the top 50 of the 8K and the, and the one mile. Right. Uh, the first couple of years, I just did top 50 people all, you know, and and it wasn't. It's a separate at, shirt. If you finish the top yeah. 50, you get this kind it's, of it's a It's a black shirt with a with gold on it. With so it just says, hey, I'm a PIMP. Yeah, it's believe just, it. Well, the the Chattanooga Chase logo is awesome. Like, I love, I love, like, you put out some posters. You got the race shirt. Like, I truly remember making sure that you knew I wanted the shirt <laughs> from Chattanooga Chase yeah. that you were going. You were kind of like, well, yeah, everybody that runs in the race gets it, but we will have you, Andrew. <laughs> but I also got uh, a hat out of it, and uh-huh. you and I have a super cool photo that will be uh, uh, pictured on social media as part of this podcast from that day. Uh, but it, it is, it really is a cool race logo, and the the race day itself is, is fun from the minute you – enter uh enter the arena if you will like you said from the park where there's a lot of family and fun going on and then the race itself is on a road out and back course of course but on the way out you've got people cheering and the excitement of what the start of a race is you go out into some cool neighborhoods couple of hills that that are uh you know certainly challenging and then on the way back the crowd is there Mm -hmm. and um it's just fun and exciting and then of course the one mile race the crowd is there you know, for almost the, the, the length of it, because it's an out and back there as well. And you, I don't know, to me, like the Chattanooga chase encapsulates, encapsulates what road racing is. And like you said, the nostalgia you had from it long ago, like that's there. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, you couldn't have said it better. That's, exa- that's exactly what the result we were, we wanted to have, you know, when you, when you, um, you know, I, I don't like a lot of criticism. <laughs> I don't like, uh, I've never cared for it. Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but to, to say that, like, you, you know, you, you, uh, you have this vision of, you know, what it's supposed to be like. Right. Right. And I dare say the race has, you know, has become, you know, it, it, it grow the, it, the excitement kind of grows and crescendos at the, at the end. Right? right. Like it, you start, it starts off really fun with, a, you know, a, a nearly a thousand people doing the 8k and then, and then, as those folks finish and they gather around and they're, they're, they're hanging out doing the social media of the day, which is of yesteryear, which is hanging out with each other, right. You know, not going home, sitting next to each other. And you know, how many, how it. many road races have you been to where you finish, you're looking around, you go get in your car and you're out of there. You're right. gone. This race, um, the, the community gets out there and, and interacts with one another. Local vendors interact with one another. They're, we're feeding people, uh, they're getting samples of, of lots of cool stuff and they hang out 
and and then they wait to see what's going to happen in the mile because the mile we throw out some costumes out there we've got a banana and a hot dog and a watermelon it's just you know it's a it's It's memorial day yeah it's a holiday yep people are in in a festive mood from from the jump yeah uh, and happy to just be uh around others uh you created a great thing i mean really you know you've kept it going which is awesome that you've kept this road race going you've got the numbers back to where they were and and i feel like you're going to go continue to to rise on that and even added some of your own Allen outlaw uh, uh, elements into it that have made it you know uh, a a neat thing like it's 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 super fun it's it's a a good one yeah we yeah we're we're proud of it and we appreciate it and um excited to see what happens you know every year um but um yeah, we had a two years ago we had a, a thirty eight year old course record broken. So that wow. was that was yeah, that was oh, it's always kind of fun to do that. So, uh, it, the, you know, the race is populated all the way through. From it's very competitive, right? Uh, but it's also everyone that comes across that line. There, I mean, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a song uh, lyric that, is, that I always think of, but it's it's not appropriate for the race. But it just but the, by the look in their eye, they were given what they got. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. So they people that are coming across the the finish line, they're not dialing it in. Right. It's not like they're not look they're not distracted by what they're doing later. They are in the moment. It is it is connective. It is it is precisely uh what we kind of embody here at the shop, right? You know, right. It's, it's we're not just dialing it in, you know. So in and to the point of it being a memorial day, like, you know, we always I always say something about, you know, the the you know, the memory of those who pay the ultimate price for our freedom. Absolutely. Well, dig on that a little bit more. It's like you know, why did those folks pay that, pay that price? You know, we're, and we deserve to honor them by, by doing what we can, you know, to live, to live life. 100%. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And you, I, I feel for a moment, for a couple hours on a Monday, you know, in Riverview Park, we are, we are helping provide, you know, you know, producing some, uh, an environment that that's, that you, that you can do that where people of all different backgrounds can stand next to each other. You don't, you don't have to raise your political flag and you don't know what right. you do know is you just shared, you just connected over suffering because you, yeah, you, you guys, you, sure. everybody, everybody in, endured the same course. Uh, everybody, uh, there's a, there's a level of effort that's just, that's just implied. Mm-hmm. So you, you've really bonded over that. And then now you're standing beside each other, listening to music, cheering people on, having a sip of beer, whiskey or ice cream or a hot dog or whatever and you're bonding over food, entertainment, suffering, you're bonding over these these amazing things that people have done for centuries. Right. And then now you got a chance to you know bridge that gap with that person that you may you may never have anything else in common with. Sure. So it's pretty amazing and uh when it you think absolutely about it. it absolutely is yeah man. i mean it's it's celebrating life and and finding a way to do it together in that uh environment yeah i love it it's 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 great and I, i'm excited about it and excited that it's close uh I, real quick I, d- I do want to talk about the fast break building that we're in right now okay. that, that's a it's a neat place i mean i've spent 15 years traveling the country and, and been in a lot of running stores uh, this one is very original uh, it's unique. It's it's just a really it's a neat spot. I, I always look forward to being here. Of course, you and Michael and Joey and Kirsten and the staff. I, I love to be around you guys. I I love the building too. I mean, it's it is a neat place. How how did where we're sitting come to be? 
Thank God for COVID, right? I mean, there's uh, segway. It's COVID. Just good gracious, you know. Well, no, I mean that was terrible. I mean, I don't mean thank God for COVID. That sounds terrible. Um, it sounded funny. Yeah, said, I know. Yeah, it was, it yeah. sounded better in my head. Um, you know, we've we've always been we've always rented. Uh, we've always leased our our our, uh, our storefront. So, like I said earlier, we we were in three different places over the last fifteen years before we got here. Right. Uh, you know, we've been in business for uh, for forty six years and probably had a dozen locations over the years where we've had to hop around because leases are the thing. And during the the shutdown and the and the height of the of the COVID and the pandemic stuff. Um, you know, we, we had an opportunity to locate a, a different place to, to, to be. Uh, our landlord at the time, Nashville native, uh, was a, um, our lease was coming up, let's just say. And uh, we were not ready to renew uh, because, you know, uh, we, we were, it was uncertain times, of, you know. Yeah, a lot of uncertainty. To, over, to overuse the unprecedented times uh, <laughs> thing. Uh, so right down the road about, 1200 meters from our old store is this this building we're sitting in now it was uh originally a uh, a creamery okay so a creamery for all you whippersnappers out there was a um before grocery stores were invented uh, that was a place where your local milkman would come get butter and milk and deliver it to you right so they this, got it from the creamery they got it from the cream well they got right, it from yeah. the cows sure Touche. And then, <laughs> and then they, and then they brought, they brought it to the creamery as kind of like a distribution center for the neighborhoods, right? Uh, and then you're, and then you know, we get distributed out. And um, this was called the Cherokee Creamery uh, back in the 1952, I believe it was, or something like that. I'm bad with the numbers. Um, so it lasted for about a good two or three years, and then grocery stores came about where you could. It was a one stop shop. You bought all your dairy and produce right. and meat all at a grocery store so there was no kind of put creameries out of business so this this business uh changed hands and went into a it was a basically a printing company and in chattanooga you know in the 50s and 60s it was an industrial place um so this was in, in north chattanooga where we are now was uh um, went through some tumultuous times and and it is on the it is, it is you know in the last 15 years since i've lived here uh, in in Chatt- in this part of Chattanooga, uh, it is it is revitalized. Right. So this building was sitting, uh, had been renovated by a website development company, and then I think folks decided that they could work from home. Mm-hmm. So there's this big four thousand square foot building sitting uh, available for lease or purchase. So I, I called and had a meeting with a guy, and he he knew who we were because we've been on North, the North Shore for a long time, and told him a little bit about what our needs were and what you know what we were looking for, and, and we were by the grace of God we were able to um, buy the building. So we're very excited to do so, and nervous at the same time we're going to move off of off of Fraser Avenue, which is the kind of the main drag of North right. Chattanooga, but. It's been nothing but a blessing. We have dedicated parking. You know, our customers can get off the main. They're not white knuckling, uh, you know, out on the, the 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 thick of North Chattanooga traffic. And uh, we've got some space to you know have group runs out of. And um, uh, we have a dedicated place where we we do coaches clinics and we do medical nights and we do um, you know. Um, private events for people because we have our own space and we can do yeah. that. So it's just been 
cat's meow. Yeah. The cat's pajamas. Well, it's a cool spot, man. I, I mean it. And, and to all you running the 615 listeners in the 615, uh, Chattanooga, a lot of times is a place you'll go through um, when you're headed to Atlanta or other spots. Uh, check out Fast Break Athletics. You'll be glad you came here and uh, see it with your own eyes. I mean, it's it's a super cool place and um, neat for you, Alan, that you know you you certainly were a part of some of the building out process here and what it's built. The shoe wall itself is awesome. It's got the the date behind it when when uh, Fast Break got started, and um, it's a neat thing, man. I, yeah, I think it's awesome. Much. That means it was a. Uh, you know, you're, you're, there's always doubt. You know, like when you, you know, when you move move off of a, of a, of a main area. Uh, but we're, you know, we're making this a, a more of a main area at this point. So yeah. it's 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 all coming in in this direction, and we couldn't be happier to have uh, the space to to grow. Yeah. Um. Let's let's talk about Chattanooga. How long have you lived here? Have you lived here your whole life? Yeah. Uh, since I was about eleven years old, yeah. Okay. You're you're a Chattanooga guy, though. Yeah, you, yeah. You you are as part of the four two three as anyone is. I feel like. Oh boy. Yeah. What what is the most Chattanooga part about you? You think? I mean, you own a running store here. That's that's definitely one. Well, I don't own a Subaru, so there's that. Um, you know the most the most Chattanooga thing about me. I. I Oh man, I, I guess I, I get it. I'm the excited Southerner. Sometimes I get to talking fast. Yeah, uh, I get really excited about uh, uh, nostalgic things, and I don't know. Um, I just rem- you know I just remember uh, listening to you know um, grandparents and parents and grandparents of of how Chattanooga kind of used to be, and I had this romanticized you know, vision of what that looks like. And, and, and when I get a chance to try to create some of recreate some of that, we, we, we like to, so like, yeah. you know, a, a, an old run shop that was my run shop as a, as a child, you know, getting the opportunity to come prolong that is just the biggest, one of the biggest honors of my life. Sure. Um, getting to work with the Chattanooga track club and getting to preserve the history of that. So, you know, I don't know if that's very Chattanooga about me, but Absolutely. I, but, but I certainly, uh, uh, love and want to, um, make sure Chattanooga is a place that, that sustains and people want to come and visit and have a, have a great time when they're here. It's awesome. I mean, it absolutely is an awesome city. I mean, it is, you know, a lot of times you're going through Chattanooga if you are going to other places, but Chattanooga is, is a very neat place just where it's located a uh, big trail community here. There's just a lot of real scenic spots to Chattanooga. I do feel like the Chattanooga chase is a big part of you. Like I feel like Chattanooga chase owns a pretty decent amount of real estate in, in your heart <laughs> as far as, you know, you do a lot of different things, a lot of different races. Um, that one, especially I, I know is a big deal to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's not something I ever envisioned, you know, but, uh, it, it, it had turned it, it was one of my favorite races that I, as, as a participant would do, I got the chance, uh, one year I was victorious across the line. There was again, 17 people in the race. So it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> maybe, maybe 27. Yeah. You actually have won the Chattanooga chase. Uh, yeah. I've, wow. I've, well, yeah. And that was, yeah. Um, won the Chattanooga chase. Joey at 1998. Uh, no, 96, Joey won. 96? No, 92. 92, Joey won. Yeah. Mine was, I think it was 2011. Wow. Man, that is so ago. cool. Yeah. yeah. So it was, again, it, was, it wasn't it was uh, populated with the uh, the folks that has it in the competition. It certainly wasn't exactly, although I was 
happy to have the competitors in the race and it was yeah. and it wasn't an easy to push you for sure yeah, it wasn't an easy dub a but win it, is a win yeah. we can edit out that there was only 12 people in it whatever that's <laughs> uh, that's awesome uh, uh let's talk about alan outlaw uh-huh. you, you are you're a super witty guy you're very funny you're, you are a nostalgic person like I've, I've i feel like i've inherently known it, that about you uh for as long as i've known you Alan Outlaw, the name is a super cool last name. How did how did Outlaw come to be? And with the most unoriginal question ever, do you often feel like an outlaw? Oh. Is, that, is that part of who you are inherently? Man, the 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 my dad told me early on. He said, "Buddy, you're gonna get hell your whole life for having that last name. Just get used to it." And I was like, oh, <laughs> "How do you start off? Yeah, how do you start off? Good news, know? bad news. It's yeah, the same. It's, turn, it's, it turns it's, out he he was wrong. You know, it was it, it has been. Uh, you know, I feel re- really fortunate to 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 you know because I, I I cut you know I cut that name with a real soft name like Alan. <laughs> so it's not really it's yeah. not super tough. Uh, yeah. I really want to name my son Buckshot <laughs> Outlaw, but it didn't work out. His mom didn't want to go with go for that. But uh, you know, our our name is it's just like any other. It has a like a baker, you know, or outlaw. Just it's it's an English term that you know you were outside the protection of the lord or the land, the the landowner, right? So right. you're outliers. You're it's exactly what you think. Yeah. Um, not necessarily Robin Hood kind of stuff or Jesse James kind of deal, but you know that gets sensational over over centuries but uh I, recently my son had a history project to do and we had to go back and look at the timeline and all that and uh, i mean it, literally it was you know english and you in the in the 1500s and they rolled over here and, and they initially were not protected they were no longer protected by the lord of the land and they right. moved on so that's us there you go I'm English as well. My wife reminds me of it often. I don't. Sometimes she's like, "You're so English." I was like, I mean, "Sounds sometimes like a compliment." I don't know if that's what she means by it, but if you're English, I feel even better about it. Yeah, I mean, totally. That's, I that's mean, where we're going. I'm, I mean, I'm more old English, like the like the aftershave. Yes. Oh, even it's, better. Yeah, it's, it's pungent. I keep a yeah. It's, yeah. It works sixty percent of the time every time. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, so a little, a little bit more Alan outlaw questions. We're, we're going to go this way and just get some more questions about you. And then we're going to go right into speed sessions with, with quick hit questions, but uh, a little bit about music. You and I are both music guys. Uh, just give me some of your favorites. What, like, yeah, there's a lot. I yeah. Know. There's, 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 there's too many. Right. And, and, and as I get, as I get a little bit older, uh, my memory starts to, starts to fade, you know, and I thought, you know, I thought about the question, like and I don't know, you know, Big Star. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with their work, but they are basically the granddaddies from a nostalgia standpoint. They they influenced so many great groups through the years, from the Replacements to Matthew Sweet to Elliot Smith to all those guys. I'm a big Ben Folds fan, uh, Wilco, and I'm going to see Jeff Tweedy next month. Uh, the Black Crows. Uh, I can't even hardly get through all of them. I don't know. Um, Michael McDonald is just, you know. I was hoping you'd go there. You can't, you we know, have celebrated Sweet Freedom and that song more than once. One, yeah, and, you're, and you're kind enough to even play it for me. A lot of times when I walk through the your, door here. your walk-up music. Um, amazing. But my fa- probably my favorite band that you've never heard of is a Murfreesboro band. Uh, and uh, they, they're amazing. And I've seen them at a couple of house shows. And... They're no longer a, a band, but if you if you've never heard of them, you should go check out Glossary. That's my Glossary. that's probably my 
That's the deep cut. All time, yes, deep. Murfreesboro, home of one Scott Bell, who That's right. That's right. Uh, has not only been a guest here, but uh, but a friend of ours. He will love that your favorite band of all time is is a Rutherford County That's right. uh, creation. They've got a That's song awesome. called Rutherford County Line. Well, there, there you, go. you go. They need to, oh, godly, that should be their theme song. That's... Um, are you, uh, so you said you get you go to concerts, you're going to see uh, Tweety from Wilco. Are you, are you a big concert guy? No, no. Uh, in, you know, the last 15 years, the child rearing years, uh, I've probably not been to more than a half dozen dozen concerts in, in that many years. So so not really and kind of out of the game. I you know, and as you get older, you you you, you don't try as many things. But I do still respect some of the guys that uh that are that are the older guys that are still cutting edge that are still making great music tom right. york from radiohead all right uh, jeff tweedy obviously they're still making new stuff that is just as back it is just it's just as good as it was before and then you know you get stuck in your your, your rabbit holes that you that you've always liked and, and but getting older sucks because you the the you don't want you 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 know you have your go-tos and you, you know there's just things you just go back to over and over again right so. do you have a concert that you would consider your favorite of all time or just one that you saw that you're like golly that was that one knocked it out of the park yeah so i was a big beatles fan growing up and i got to see paul mccartney uh when i was 12 and um that was pretty awesome because i was seeing a real life you know beetle sure you know? so i just thought that was that was big and then you know i got to see the almond brothers when i was younger you know i was when I was the same, you know, I think it was the same year or something like that. That was great. Those are two monsters, right? Yeah. There, so that's, yeah, that, that stuff is just, just great. That, that influenced, uh, you know, a lot. And then coincidentally, uh, the band that played with the, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan and the band, the band. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the band. Oh, that, okay. Uh, sorry. The, I jumped on the, that the band. That's going to be at the Chattanooga chase Jaguar shark. Okay. Uh, they are playing this weekend uh, at a local club here, and they'll be doing a Beatles tribute thing. So I'm pretty Ooh, stoked about yeah. it. Yeah. There see you that. go. Yeah. Sweet. Not a not a Bruce Springsteen, you know, kind of kind of kind of deal, but uh, close enough though. Yeah. Still, yeah. still, if they're doing a Beatles tribute, they they've probably got some chops for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's let's roll into speed sessions here. Uh, this is quick questions. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, there's no wrong or right answer. Let me ask you this. I ask this to guests occasionally. What is the fastest mile you've ever run in your life? Uh, 439. Yes. Sub five. That is moving. Slow. Well, let's try to do this in 439. What do you say? All right. Or 1439. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or however long you want. It really doesn't matter at all. <laughs> so quick questions. Just here, here we go. If, if you don't even, if you don't like one, you can just say pass. Pass. We ready? Yeah. Here we go. Trails or roads? Oh, both. Both. Love them both. Early bird or night owl? Early. I knew that one. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Leonard. Leonard. Love them. <laughs> right in the, in the sweet spot. Uh, favorite Chattanooga restaurant? Uh, Main Street Meats. All right. Coffee, tea, soda, water, or alcohol? Pick two. Oh, um, coffee and Reebs. It's Reeb. beer. It's beer. That's your beer. Okay, on the bookends there. Yeah. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Believe it. Talker or listener? Yep. Yep, both. Okay. <laughs> uh, beach or mountains? Mountains. Something that is not good for you that you do anyway? Um, negative self-talk. Okay. Is there something that is good for you that you would like to do more of? 
positive self-talk. Sweet. You make those two. You could accomplish both with one. There you yeah, go. That's right. Uh, do you have a favorite cookie or candy? I don't like sweets. You don't? Never eat them? Not never, but I guess, you know, chocolate chip cookies are, you know, it's a stand. It's you, a, you don't, you don't crave it though. No, something? no, no, no. Oh, no, dude, that's no. why your hair looks so good that's because right. you've got such a great diet. That makes a lot of sense now. Uh, favorite sports team? Oh, man. Uh, all time favorite sports team. Oh, man. God. I don't have, favorites are so hard for me. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll go ahead and say my, uh, the 1986 Mets. The Mets, okay. You are, just that are team. you more baseball? Do you do you watch? You no, know, just nah. that that one. Just Basket, basketball is probably is probably my favorite. So you know, I grew up as a I was a Lakers fan. You know, Magic living. living yeah, Magic yep. Johnson is as uh is my is my is my idol. That guy's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite or a dream vacation spot? It can be somewhere you've already been or somewhere you'd like to go. That just like. <sighs> I don't, you know, um, you know, maybe one of those little small uh, islands in Ireland that there's no cars or anything on, kind of like that. Yeah. There was a, a recently a movie called the Ban- Banshees. Banshees. In the, in the, right. Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah. I, I I haven't seen the movie, but I know exactly. If what you want to, okay. yeah, it's a, it's hilarious and terrible all at the same time. It's it's the it's gut wrenching. But anyway, the island. Gotcha. That 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 would be a spot you'd like to go on vacation. Yeah. Um, best way to recover from a long or difficult run. Oh man, uh, that would be uh, truthfully uh, doing a little small workout and spending time with friends. Okay. So it's scientifically proven. That's why that's why the Chattanooga Chase is so cool. When you hang out after after a hard effort, and, you know, yeah, the best thing you can do to recover. Uh, and I say it's scientifically proven, like I can pull it up. But sounded uh, scientific sounds, when you said it. Sounds yeah. authoritative. Uh, spending time with friends and uh, and uh, after a, a hard workout is the best way you can recover. Fellowship, yes, that's awesome. Um, what are you afraid of? Um, not getting to it all. Not doing it all. Gotcha. Um, do you listen to music or no music when you run? No music. No music. Need need to need to do some thinking. Be in your head. Watch or no watch. Um, uh, watch majority of the time, but boy, it is really uh, exhilar- It's really freeing not to not to wear it. No watch and no music is freeing. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite running path you've ever run on anywhere? Oh, man. Um. You know, there's there's just a, there's just so many here in Chattanooga. Um, Lookout Mountain has a has has this this epic truck trail run that I've run so many times that uh, that's pretty good. Um, Is there wife, a name to it? Yeah, it's called uh, the Upper Truck Trail. Upper Truck Trail. <laughs> yeah, that's or, your Chattanooga favorite spot. Yeah, it's the Guild the Guild Trail. I, I would I would probably be my you know, and it's and it's it's not really really technical. It's 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 got a nice climb and it's got a nice descent on the way back. It's an out and back, or you can do a, a bigger loop that loops into this epic trail run called the called the big daddy trail it's a big the big daddy loop that's up up on lookout mountain but that's really technical and hard but this is a i like to run when i run i don't like to you know technical running is not my favorite thing to do Same. Um, but i'm awful at it actually yeah the more technical the worse as yeah, far as i'm concerned it's, it's something that where you're out in nature and you you get to you get to be there and you get to run you get to do all, you know, all the components are there so it's soft surface it's great yeah uh, is there any misconception about Allen Outlaw? Um, I know they're all true. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, all, nope. all the all the conceptions. 
<laughs> I cannot there's, there's say a, they're all spot on. Yeah, they're all, whatever you think, is that's probably right. You, he, he's a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that ain't it. You're funny. That's for sure. Uh, favorite holiday? Oh, man. Uh, Halloween. Yes, good one. Uh, who inspires you? Um, man, uh, our staff inspires me. Um, um, you got a great staff. I mean, yeah. really, you got a lot of really, really uh, 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 people who not only who have done it a long time, but but care a lot about people and just one hundred percent. Your staff is is awesome. Um, if you want a million dollars, what is the first thing you would buy? Oh wow! Um, uh, if I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a, a K car, a nice Reliant automobile. All right, perfect. Um, do you have a favorite book or a favorite quote? Um, yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. I like um, I like a lot of uh. I used to read a lot of Herman Hess, so I like a. I guess um, it's real simple. There's a there's a Siddhartha is probably my favorite uh, philosophy one hundred and one religion one hundred and one book. It's it, it just does it all. Uh, awesome. Uh, what about the um, uh, favorite race distance? I know we've talked a lot about the the Chattanooga Chase. Do you have Do you have a distance that yeah. you love with racing? If optimally, my favorite race distance would be to, uh, would be a ten mile. It's a ten mile ten race. Mile. It's just uh, it's it's not as it's not as um, there's not as many of them anymore. Uh, and that's yeah, a that's great amazing. distance. It's it's a great training distance for half marathon for marathon prep. Uh, it's, it's challenging. It's, you know, depending on what your fitness level is, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna push you, you know? Um, and yeah, probably the 10 mile distance would be great. My good friend Graham Stoner also is a big fan of the 10 miler. Um, what has running taught you, Alan? Uh, to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is, it is the most fundamental thing that you can do. It's something that's, it's involuntary and it's something that you forget you're doing. And it's something that, um, that is, so, again, is, it is so, it's so critical and fundamental that it, it reminds you to do it. I yeah. mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. It reminds you to do it once you're finished running. Right. It's like you, when you're, when you're, when you need to take a deep breath, it's like, Oh, that's, that's what it is. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, would you rather have a hug, a high five, or a fist bump? Oh man, I would rather have a hug. Okay. Uh, I would rather give a high five. Okay. You're a high five giver and you're a hug taker. Yeah. I love it. Alan Outlaw, what is the purpose of life? Oh man. Real quick, simple one to wrap that's, it up. That's a that's that's sounds like an you know an easy one um is is to try to get through it with one another you know try i think trying i think as humans it's 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 critical for us to find somebody to connect with uh and you know, the you know the more chance, more practice you have at doing that uh the more f- fulfilled your life's going to be so um doing but, it together makes it better yeah that's yeah. right connect well, thank you, Alan, for being a guest on Running the 615, now dubbed Running the 423. Um, <laughs> thanks for being, uh, you know, not only uh, a good friend to me, but you're, you're a great account for Brooks. I, I really enjoy getting to just be around you guys. And you always, uh, you know, through uh, uh, 
our interactions or anything. You make me feel special. Any anytime we get to hang out, I think we do share a little bit of the same sense of humor, which which never hurts. But uh, I just enjoy being around with you and, and chatting with you, and uh, certainly appreciate you letting me uh, record you and talk a little bit about your story. And excited for the chase too, man. That, yeah, that's super cool. Well, I, I, you know, humbled and honored that you want want to talk to to to, to little old me, but. Um, I feel the same way. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Excited for, for others to hear about this. And hopefully we can get uh, a lot of listeners to come to Chattanooga and run in the chase. Chattanoogachase.org. That's it. Go go register today. Yeah, come hang out in Chattanooga. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, if you don't have anything going on Memorial Day, do that. Come by and check us out. Um, you know, see what, see what Chattanooga has to offer. And move on down and make it better. You know, whatever. You what? Whatever. Come run the race and then move here. Yeah. All, all the things. Right. Man, thanks, Alan. Appreciate it. Hey, take care. Thank you.